As with every episode of Storytellers, this episode may contain themes, storylines, or ideas that may not be safe for work. Headphones recommended, and listener discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Storytellers. I'm Derek, and it's my job to prove to you that anyone can tell a story. How Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. This episode, I am joined by some wonderful podcasters and a very, very close friend of mine actually um, like, came in last minute and set this story the fuck off. And yes, you can cuss on this show. Get it out of your system now before the people realize it and start cussing back at you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Damn. Rats. Rats. God damn. Oh, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. This is one of my favorite things. One. Like, hi, everyone. I am a video game tester. And one of my favorite things to test is um, the profanity filters on uh, anything <laughs> text-based. I remember oh, uh, I, I uh, at one point in time, I was testing the Zoo Tycoon for the, um, the Xbox One. And the... <laughs> <laughs> there were no filters involved. So I just had an entire zoo filled with animals with <laughs> like horrible, disgusting names. Uh, one of my favorites was, um, was uh, a lioness. She, her name was Goddamn, And her child was just named damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have named one of them. Pussy Lip, the land viper of assholes. And listen, yeah, no, I had an animal named Cunt. I had like yes. a, a monkey named Chode. Like when I say oh. an entire zoo filled with animals, I'm not going to like sit here and list off all of them because I don't remember. Can I ask y'all a question? Because I never really thought to look it up. It, it was never a word that really came across my uh, lexicon unless I was watching something like fucking Beavis and Butthead. The fuck is a Chode? Oh, uh, I believe it is uh, a reference to the bowls. Oh, okay. Well, it's a we Greek go. term. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going all the way in the etymology of it. Shit. Of course, you got to go all the way. No point going part of the way. Scottish in origin. In origin. Oh, my God. Ugh, water. I mean, Words. yes. Everything's legal in Oregon, no? <laughs> You'd be fucking shocked. Oh, Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this episode, I was joined by three illuminous podcasters and an absolutely imaginative mind that I needed for this story more than anything else. Usually I don't even begin with the cards. I'm just going to tell you how this game works. So storytellers is where you combine the age old art of storytelling with the game of telephone, which we all play when we're children. Mm -hmm. uh, I gathered 
three or four storytellers, depending if I'm involved in the story or not. And I randomly assign who's going to go first, second, third, and fourth in the story. First person begins the story. Uh, it takes about five to seven minutes. Uh, they won't end the story or bring it to a climax. They then send their segment of the story to me, and I send it to the second person. Second person continues the story. Uh, again, no climax and no uh, ending. They're just edging. Um, and then they uh-huh. send it back to me. <laughs> And I send that segment and that segment only to the third person. Now, the third person will take that segment of the story and they will bring it to a climax, but they won't end it. Uh, they will then send their segment to me and I will send their part and their part only to the last person who will end the story. So the last person only gets to hear the second half of the story. Uh, but they have to end the story without knowing how the first half was at all. The first person never knows how the story ends. The last person never knows how the story begins. And then we all get together for a Zoom meeting and really congratulate each other about how great the story is. <laughs> and, um, yeah, great job. Great job. And more importantly, so high fives, high fives, whoa, Bundy's happen all around. And more importantly, we find out the fuck were you thinking when you came up with some of this shit. <laughs> I've had stories begin as a uh, ice cream man wanting to have a life change, you know, a midlife crisis. And it ended with him being a mass murderer and being stabbed uh, to death. I uh, mean, okay. <laughs> By a victim. Now, the people who did that were from a crime drama uh, podcast. Ah, okay. So it was bound to go in that direction one way or the other. Um, I've also had one where it was continuous and it was fluid all the way through and those are wonderful. And then I had some where it just went completely and, 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 and beautifully off the rails down there immediately. And the way it began was nowhere near how it ended. Oh, like the the cryptocurrency story. I still love that. (laughs) Thank you, Glenn. Um, So this episode, I was joined by Mia. Hello. Sparrow and Lorenzo. What's up? And I want to say without a shadow of a doubt, the reason why Mia is in this story with us is Mm -hmm. two reasons. One. Uh, the gentleman who was initially in the story, uh, Midas, was unable to continue due to health reasons, uh, get well soon. Uh, he should probably be fine by the time the story comes out. Um, the other reason is because when I pulled the cards that I pulled, I was like, this is Mia's cup of tea perfectly. Uh, the three cards that are pulled for this game, I pulled three cards every episode, and those three cards have to be used in some semblance of the story. They don't have to be the main focus of the story, but they need to be utilized. Uh, the three cards I pulled were Tornado, Deadline, and Video Game Tester. And initially, when we were doing this, I was going to take Midas's place and I was going to jump in, but I kept wanting to go to fucking Oz. Something about a tornado just brings Oz to my mind, and there was oh, literally course. nothing I could do about it. Like, Which and is it was funny because I do live in the uh, next to the Emerald City, so you do. And I it's do. awesome out there. I can get back. But <laughs> I was so like, great. you know, that is so just par for the course to have somebody get sucked up. My idea was to have the motherfucker get sucked up and end up in like Super Mario or in a video game where he's walking alongside uh, Simon Belmont or something. So I was like, that's not going to fucking work because then it's actually specific to that game. And if folks don't know about that game, then it'll fall apart. So I was like, you know what? Me as a goddamn video game tester. Booyah! I, that I am. Um, 
my my current uh, title is a quality assurance analyst um because i'm making big girl money now finally yeah you just um, got that promotion congrats yeah. fucking oh, it's not that, well it, it was a promotion it was more like i i uh moved away from uh pokemon uh, uh uh listen i love the people um but sometimes places are just not very organized well um and uh, I, I often joke that uh, when before I worked at uh, for Pokemon, like they rescued me from a PetSmart and because uh, that's where I was working at the time. But like the, the new place has rescued me from Pokemon. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm still like, great. congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's great being paid what I'm worth. Um, right. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a very fun time. It was very good for my career. Uh, but it was also definitely uh, time for me to move on. And now I, instead of contract tester, I'm a mid-level tester, but because I started my roots as a contract tester, that's how I started the story. Uh, this beginning part of the story is actually based off of uh, my actual experiences of, uh, oh, hey, we were testing a game and uh, a storm happened it's it's a whole thing uh i i love my industry but uh there are parts of it that are just like well my blood pressure has definitely gone up thank you yeah so it only gets worse when you get older the blood pressure and <laughs> oh having, perfect having to pee every uh 20 20 Sir, something i'm minutes. already dealing with that <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get any easier i'm telling you Sir, yeah no i'm i just like i've been in the industry for like nearly a decade now and um i am congrats to me i'm turning 32 in in january ew you're a baby um, yes i am a baby i am <laughs> the youngest person in my office and yet i'm the one who is um kind of like pushing people's just like hey can we stay on our deadline please <laughs> <laughs> you have hope that things can meet meet deadlines uh, I am in QA. I am the person where I'm just like, hey, shit's broke. Can you take a look at this? And sometimes they're just like, oh, we'll take a look at it later. This, this particular bug isn't a priority. And then um, I, I have gotten to the point where I have a series of bugs that I set off to the side. And I'm just like, okay, you told me this was going to be fixed a long time ago. Um, once it's actually fixed, I'm going to double check that it's actually fixed or... Um, yeah, I'm not going to be happy. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I've i helped launch the Xbox One. I uh, have worked at Nintendo of America. Uh, I have an IMDb page. It's got like two credits on it, uh, one of which being Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. You also get to like, you get to touch video games before the rest of the general public. And that's pretty cool. And then you get to complain about them. You get to nitpick. That's pretty fucking great. Get um, paid to nitpick the dream. Yeah, no, it's it's an experience to say the least. With no further ado, let's go <laughs> ahead and get to the first segment of the story, which is brought to us by Mia. Wow, this this sucks. <laughs> Most other folks are sheltering in place, you know, due to the whole tornado thing, but uh, not us. We were ex still expected to show up to work. We should all be at home sheltering in place, but no, we have a deadline to make. I am 
what is known as a quality assurance analyst or a game tester to the everyman. Everyone's all like, ooh, I wish I had that job. Or do you know how many high schoolers would kill to have that job? Or my most favorite, oh, so you get to sit around and playing video games all day? No, we don't. We test them. And once I elaborate on what goes into an actual bug report, such as searching the database so that you don't dupe an already present bug, uh, writing the reproduction steps. If the devs don't know how to reproduce it, they aren't going to fix it. And then finding the reproduction rate. Uh, so like how many times it happens out of 10. And then making sure that there's properly annotated additional material attached to the bug ticket, such as crash locks, pictures, or video evidence of the bug. And as if by magic, they are no longer interested in joining our profession. And on top of that, we're treated like the lowest rung on the ladder, despite being an integral part of the game-making process. We make sure that the game isn't a mess when it releases. If the developers actually listen to us. The worst part is that I wasn't even a full-time employee. I was a contract tester on loan to a company that was the subsidiary of a publisher with a name that rhymes with electronic farts. Hmm. I wonder if androids dream of them. I'm broken from my errant thoughts as the lights flicker overhead as the storm rages outside. Phil, the QA lead for the project, simply sighed and said, It's two weeks until E3, people! We need this tech demo ready to go! Me and my cubicle groupmates just left a, a let out a heavy sigh as we continued testing. My fellow sufferers in crime were Ben, Jim, Robert, Carl, and Ava. Our cubicles were circled like wagons. Our particular group specialized in testing the combat system, which I have to say was more fun than trying to test, say, the flow of the subscription services. Ugh. Lol. <laughs> Looks like the new animation for the parry is broken. Again, Ben chuckled. Is this really again, considering that it's a different parry animation? Ava asked inquisitively. Well, looking at his screen, Carl said as he loomed over Ben's workstation, it looks like this animation is broken in the same way as the previous bug. Oh, that's fair, Ava agreed. And then, the sound of the wind whipping outside the building builds in pitch until suddenly the power goes out, leaving the testing floor in complete darkness. Quiet down, everybody. You're not going home, Phil announced. Give the generator a, a moment to kick into gear and we can get back to work. The ED3 deadline is still fast approaching. The generator then did kick into gear, as prophesied, but only enough for the emergency lights to turn on. More like a hiccup than actually doing anything useful. Then in a flash of light, full power was restored! until it went out two seconds later, taking the emergency lights with it and leaving the testing team in soft left laughter that echoed throughout the testing floor. <sighs> Hold on, Phil chuckled as he pulled out his phone to use the light. Let me go check in with the building people to see what's up with the generator. Well, there goes the bug I was writing up, Ben huffed. Rest in spaghetti, never forgetty, I said solemnly. Do you think I can sneak in a nap, Ava said excitedly as she started fluffing her coat like it was a pillow. Go for it, Robert laughed, although feeling a little bit late as her head had already hit her new pillow. Twenty minutes roll by, and then thirty, 
The testing floor was still in pitch black with no sign of Phil. Weird. Yeah. What was the ready spaghetti thingy that you said? <laughs> it was rest in spaghetti, never forgetty. Okay. I was like, I heard spaghetti. <laughs> Mom spaghetti. Then I sat down and watched Eight Mile. It was like the next step. It was <laughs> it was progressive. There was literally no way around it. I'm me, Lorenzo, and I being a sound aid and forgetful qualities. Hear spaghetti and either go to the kitchen or we sit down and watch Eight Mile. There's no other way people <laughs> our age operate when we hear rest in spaghetti. So I just wanted to ask. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, just pick up weird gamer lingo because mm, poggers are some bullshit. I don't know. Um. <laughs> That's my niece's lingo. She's 11. Uh, no, she's 12 now. And yeah, she really she oh says those God. words like that. And I'm like, unironically. Oh. <laughs> oh my god like the side note that's still relevant i was watching the transformers cartoon uh this morning the new one and uh it had uh sound wave with the little cassettes and one of the kids in the episode at the towards the end of the episode says like what even are cassettes and like it just that hurt Ooh. me <laughs> yeah that hurt that hurts me that hurts me yet at the same time it's hilarious <laughs> sparrow <laughs> being the last person of this story and knowing how the story ends yeah what's your thoughts about the beginning wow didn't expect that um <laughs> i mean i can see the connection now but this is not at all where i thought it would have would uh-huh. come from oh, oh wow no. Yeah, that's that's where the magic happens. And I don't know how to say this, but statistically, in episodes of Storytellers, shit falls apart right about the second part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Fox. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to confess, I'm not a gamer at all. So some of the stuff you were saying, I was like, oh, yes, E3, like the third quarter of the, <laughs> of the year. I was so confused. <laughs> E3 is the uh, Electronic Arts Expo. Yeah, no, not all of that right over my head. I was Which like, is yep. where... Um, uh, not electronic she, arts expo, but yeah. she heard your part um, and she was like, I'm agreeable. <laughs> I was like, I'll make this work, don't worry. I'll I've work. heard of video games before. <laughs> I know, I know people are. that play games. Well, Sarah plays games, so I was like, I, I do can't ask her because that would ruin the thing. So I was like, I'll just use the same language you used and hope. I can make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. Oh We're no! We're gonna so talk about the you... Nintendo. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like yes, oh, no. Switch. Like yeah, no, I was like... I was wondering because I was just like going back and listening to me again. I'm just like, oh, this has like a lot of industry jargon. Yeah. So uh, that's fine. It? I've played I've played Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's played the Pokemon I, before. I'm like, I have, I have Animal hey, Crossing. Hey, she is an amazing island on Animal Crossing, so you no one knock her on that. You know what? <laughs> Animal Crossing was literally the game that caused my wife to uh, become a gamer. Well, kind of that in Halo. Like it was such a weird combination of things, but like oh, Animal Crossing, true. there was a game before Animal Crossing called uh, Viva Pinata. They actually made a cartoon. Oh too. yeah, that was good. 
Um, Sounds like I have a theme song stuck in my head. I used to watch that cartoon. I remember the commercials vividly and those games I loved them until I realized that they're just I can't sit and do those type of games there's other there's another game called Terrarium Oh, yeah, Terraria. Terraria. Mm-hmm. That is like it, it feels that same way to me, where mm-hmm. you're building and digging and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I need to kill something. If I don't murder <laughs> something in a few seconds, I'm gonna start twitching real soon. Does something like even when I used to play Sim City, mm. and this is dating me back all the way back to like the '90s, like early '90s. <laughs> Sim City, you build a city. It's real fun until you get bored, and then you decide to just go God mode and type in where a tornado comes ripping through the middle of the city and destroys everything, mm-hmm. just so you can see it get destroyed. I just want to see things burn. Uh, I like running very interesting experiments. For example, I was playing The Sims 4 once and I was just like, I'm going to boldly go down on this guy and I'm going to fuck an alien. How many generations does it take for our grandchildren to not be green? (laughs) That's a science experiment. (laughs) I feel like that's that's a Tootsie Roll Pop question. Like how many does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? It was, uh, it was actually the second generation. I was very surprised. Uh, I, was, I was about um, to start counting for you. A one. Yeah. Two. A two. Yeah, no, um, like my, my, uh, my son in game, he got with a regular human lady. She was black and Korean. And I was very confused when their first child came out brown. Um, and <laughs> yeah, their first child came out brown, and then uh, they it sounds had... bad that I said immediately. I, right? I am sorry, ladies right? and gentlemen. <laughs> and... I sound like somebody, I sound like a white guy from deepest Georgia. He was black immediately. <laughs> well, they had twins next, and one was a girl, and one was a boy. And uh, the girl was also brown, like her sister and her mother. And the boy was green, like his father. So So you're telling me there's still hope. (laughs) (laughs) So with no further ado, uh, Fox, let's go ahead and get to your segment of the story. Here is part two. Yay. The silence was heavy and settled around us like an oppressive fog. Shapes and shadows began filling the void left by the lack of light. Every now and then, when lightning filled the room, I soaked up what little I could see. Forty minutes had now passed in this sorry state. No one had made a move to use their phones or speak. I was half convinced the others had fallen asleep when Ben finally spoke. So, should we try to go, like, find Phil, man? It's been... Before Ben could finish his sentence, the lights flickered on, momentarily blinding all of us. I guess that answers your question, I responded relieved. I got up and began stretching my sore legs. I'd been curled up on my office chair like some creature of the darkness, hunched over my knees to avoid accidentally making contact with anything lurking in the darkness. I mean, the chances of running into a ghoul in the quality assurance offices were low, but never none. Well, I guess it's back to work then. Ava yawned unhappily, mimicking my stretching routine. Ben, who had already headed over to his workstation, was tapping on his PC tower quite aggressively. Um, do we have surge protectors? My computer isn't turning on. A quick glance, the rest of our workstations told us that none of our computers were working. The room had felt empty without their constant hum, and now their silence was even more deafening. Oof, Phil would have an aneurysm for sure. After all, our deadline was in two weeks, and didn't we know we have some games to quality test? The same four minutes to play over and over again until we have every errant frame and bug fixed? 
oh, please, please don't work so we can go home. I silently begged my computer. I promise I'll run that update you've been reminding me of for the past four weeks. As if an answer, the lights began flickering. Um, my phone won't turn on, Ava piped up suddenly, waving the offending iPhone in her hand. Wait, mine isn't either. Carl had his phone out and was also frantically pressing the power button. I checked mine and nothing. This must be one very powerful tornado, but what kind of tornado can turn our phones off? And even a company as cheap as ours would have surge protectors. There's no way every electronic device has stopped working. Almost in unison, we all turned to the little kitchenette tucked into the corner of our office. Jim helplessly flicked the kettle on and off and Robert opened the fridge door. Nothing. Ava was desperately dialing numbers on the only interior landline we had. Even from where I was by the window, I could hear nothing on the other end. No dial tone, no friendly receptionist. Well, of course not. She had been ordered to stay home like the rest of the office. I peeked out through the boards on the window. I could barely see the parking lot through the torrential rainfall. But more worryingly than that was the greenish haze in the sky. Let's go find Phil. I'm getting a bad feeling. I headed to the door and made to open it, but got no more than a few inches before it slammed into something. Hard. I pulled back and tried again. This door slammed into the object again, but this time, the object gave way. The others had crowded around me and we all stood in the doorway, no one moving a muscle to walk through the door and see what was behind it. Listen, I like horror movies as much as the next freak, but I had no intention of ever being in one. What next? We go off to find Phil, only to be picked off by whichever House of Horrors creature lurked in the flickering hallway? No, thank you. Dying and being a hero was not in my contract. Ava, who was tucked behind me, prodded me forward. Well, what is it? She asked in a voice barely above a whisper. One look at the others told me that they would all happily lock themselves in this room until the tornado passed, or we all died of starvation. They would dig our dead bodies out of the rubble. Maybe they would even send our families an obligatory funeral certificate. Well, the others might want that, but I, on the other hand, had cats at home that had already called dibs on my rotting corpse. It's, it's probably nothing. Maybe the ceiling fell in due to the rain. Carl chimed in helpfully. Well, unhelpfully. It was anything but helpful. We all knew his empty words were to pacify us. To convince us that nothing was wrong, even as our imaginations ran rampant with scenarios. Was it a dead body? A barricade? Had Phil finally gone tired of our backtalk and work ethic? I mean, if anything had come near our door while we were sitting in the darkness, we would have known. Or, hmm, maybe, maybe we didn't hear it over the rain. My mind raced as I tried to find a logical answer. Of course, it must have been that. The rain, that's why we didn't hear anything. Taking a deep breath, I took a small step out into the hallway. The others owed me coffee for life. I carefully poked my head around the corner and... And... I... I the scream that escaped my lips was guttural. A sound that even I didn't know I could make. It echoed down the empty hallway and to my horror, it was met with an answer. Carl, Robert, and Ava all screamed in response, but before any of us could back up into the safety of our office, the lights flickered one last time and then went out, leaving us in complete darkness once more. The sound from down the hall, the cry that had answered mine only got louder and louder and louder. Okay. I'd like to point out that games to quality test is my highlight of this episode. For somebody who doesn't know much about game quality testing, I think you fucking nailed it. Oh, yeah. As someone who is a game tester, I also think you nailed it. I felt there were actually a few sections where I'm just like, wow, okay. Was not expecting to be 
completely and utterly called out, but all right, <laughs> to curling up in the chair. And it's just like, yeah, I cannot sit in a chair properly. That's not how this works. <laughs> um, I'm sure and- I'm going to have back problems as well at some point, given oh, how God, I sit yes, in a chair. Yes, yes. yes. My oh, favorite God. part was y'all are going to owe me coffee for life. I'm, oh, I'm cashing in on this shit. <laughs> well, oh, to true. be fair, I've been in situations where the power has gone out at work and I've been so tired that I've just been like, right, I'll deal with this, but someone needs to go into a coffee run right afterwards um but yeah no uh one that was excellent thank you (laughs) yes my cat does have dibs on my body um three uh yeah no uh that's not in my contract i'm just like damn bitch it is not um so i i identified with that so strongly uh, because it's just like always want to make you do things that's outside your contract. Um, but this is where you you rally the entire testing team, like torches and pitchforks, and then you go find Phil. Hmm. Well, I did write two different versions. One was definitely the Oz one because I'm like tornado, and I immediately also thought of Oz. See? And I was like, right. And then I remember she said something <laughs> about battle testing, and I was like, right, we end up in a magic world, kind of like Sword Art Online, and then all of a sudden we all have weapons, and then that could be a thing. But then I was like, right, what if we did murder instead? Yes. Because, um, <laughs> like, nothing is more spooky than, you know, the creepy office building with no power. But uh, yeah, no, it, you can't get anywhere without shit being key carded. And I love the fact that the door was opened like while power was still there. So it's, it's just sort of like, oh, my God. How I just <laughs> want to let the listeners know. Oh, coming in 2023. Cool. We will have a new shirt here on Storytellers. Oh, um, it'll have, you know. The it it will be the quote will be properly assigned. Oh no! And I just chose murder. You know, <laughs> I, just, I just chose murder. Like why the fuck not? Like yeah, no. But why not? You know, people also not just murder, but murder in like your office where you're not getting paid overtime with your coworkers. I was like, couldn't think of a worse scenario. But what's really scarier, murder in the building or being told to do things that are not in your contract and staying overtime? I don't uh, know. At that point, I, 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 I want to give that some thought. Like they weren't being, they weren't being asked to to you know do overtime outside. <laughs> hold on, the hold on, hold on, Mia. You're 32. I'm 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 42. Let me let me think about this for a second. <laughs> <laughs> After the bullshit I've been through my whole life, let me think about doing overtime when the power goes out and being told to just keep watching us compare to murder nah you just get in your car and start driving during that tornado (laughs) i think i'm gonna drive towards the tornado (laughs) while whitney houston's i will always love you plays on my (laughs) 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 just keep going (laughs) you might die but at least it won't be at work we're quality testing this tornado (laughs) yeah quality testing the tornado uh like how many deaths does it cause upon impact Oh uh, <laughs> how many HP points does it take away from me? Does oh. it take the proper amount away? Um, oh. We got to make sure that the proper amount is taken away uh, upon Test- each and every impact. Testing and the physics engine. Got- it's very important. It's very just important. before I got to the fucking tornado, a fucking Tonberry showed up out of nowhere and stabbed the tornado when the tornado just <laughs> broke into pieces. <laughs> that is deep, deep, deep Final <laughs> Fantasy. I am ashamed of fucking nothing. Tonberries are great until they look at you and then you're dead. 
Uh, come with me on my journey. So, Lorenzo, I haven't asked you yet, but you're next. How are yes. you liking the story so far? I had no idea from the beginning where it was going, but I heard a lot of characters. There were a lot of oh my oh Michael in the yes. story, and I was like, <laughs> I, I don't want to lose track of these characters. I feel like I should give them all proper, you know, uh, things to do or yes. some sort of story. And that's where it was the hardest. I was like, I wrote down a list of this person is doing this. This mm. is this. <laughs> this, is the, this is the snarky one. This is the scared one, you know? And I yeah. was just providing uh, a, a generic list of names of testers. I was trying to cre create a list of testers uh, with with names of people I haven't worked with. And that was very hard. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. I took notes because I, I kept uh -huh, I listened to uh -huh. yours a couple times because I was like, who are all these characters? Uh -huh. And I was like, right. It's several down. pages of notes going, OK, oh, this oh person's this. This person's this. <laughs> and they all have to be doing something. I can't forget one of them. I, I basically just came up with a group of like five dudes and like the one chick that's there. Um. I just, I, I just want to take this time out. <laughs> to remind you that your actions have consequences. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I was you made like, like 19 fucking characters. Yeah. I, 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 I was going to sacrifice Ava. I was like, Listen, you should die. Uh, the, like, the one girl in the office. Um, <laughs> no, Ava was, was asleep. I was like, you can stay asleep. I'm You're out of the story now. <laughs> but I made you it. You stay <laughs> asleep. Just like, what did I miss? You can stay asleep forever. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> goodbye, Ava. And then I didn't want to take the story. Well, you you had told me in the notes to not have it finish, uh -huh. just get to a realistic, right? Like a realistic climax. Yeah. Or you know, I mean, let's let's define the phrase realistic. <laughs> yeah, and and so I was trying to keep it grounded, sort of like no. I don't want to use I don't want to use Scooby Doo or Nancy Drew. Yes. You know, as Why? A, yes. So no, that, look, that's so what I'd like to use. Just as so you the, know, when you're on again. Mm -hmm. Make the climax as fucking weird as you uh, want, bro. Side note. Like, I just, all I wanted was a clearly defined climax. Like, oh, that's the cliffhanger. That's the climax. Here's where we're at. You could have had it rain men. Hallelujah. <laughs> While no, they what? all warped off the funky town for all I care. If it made sense within the story, that was it. I didn't want you to go, and all of a sudden they were in space. <laughs> that was the only rule I had. I apologize for not no, uh, no. putting that out there clear. But yeah, next time you're on, because you're going to be fucking back. But next oh. time you're on, because trust me, next time you're on, just know if you get the climax, it's just, okay, this is where the story is at this point in time. Unless I have them physically go to this next location they can't suddenly be at a at a Shoney's talking about the tornado that's happening back at the QA office, like at Electronic <laughs> Farts. That can't happen. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Mia, please refrain from saying anything that sounds too close to the words Chokemon or Electronic Farts again because I don't want to get sued. I that's know right. they'll find me. <laughs> I am certain of it. Also, side note. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned Nancy Drew earlier, and mm -hmm. uh, I actually uh, worked at the uh, company that makes the Nancy Drew video Her games Interactive? Here. Her Interactive, yeah. Uh, I actually have my name in the credits of one of the games. Which uh, one? 
Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, oh my god. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> this aggressive, uh, this aggressive yeah. bird just I unfortunately I had the unfortunate displeasure to work on um the shattered medallion. I've got oh. behind the scenes stories if you want some, but I'm not going to be saying those on air. Fair enough. I gotta pay I, for those. Yeah. I've played most of those games growing up with my oh, friends. Oh, same, same. I was so excited to get it. hired. And then it was a shit show. So I've gone back in time. And cause like I was, um, I was in basically just in the testing room, just like continue testing. This is all I know. We are done. Apparently I was there during the time where the CEO just stopped showing up. Uh, so <laughs> No one probably noticed at all. What does he do? <laughs> yeah, like I saw him once because I remember I made a, a joke with him. And then for the rest of my contracted time there, I didn't see him. And then I would see like retrospectives on YouTube. And it's just like at this point in time, this guy just completely fucking checked out. And I'm just like, oh, my God, that was my era. That was that was my stint with the company. What the fuck? <laughs> The last straw was a random woman who came up to him in the hallway and told him a joke. Fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I brought a part. Uh, I brought forward the downfall of her interactive. I'm sorry. <laughs> that joke didn't even have a fucking punchline. The fuck is this? <laughs> what am I doing here, Bob? I'm rich. Hey, it's the last straw. Was Bob one of the other characters? I can't remember now. Dude, there were a lot oh of characters. There was, there was a rock. Listen, I just want to create a, a generic small yeah, no, testing team. It makes sense. It makes sense. This is from a storytelling perspective. You know, it's it's yeah. that suddenly becomes difficult tracking things. Oh, yes. Uh, no, I'm as a DM. Well aware of that. Tracking a lot of characters is just oh. a challenge. Oh, of course. I'm also a storyteller and like an aspiring <laughs> DM, but the and and I've written stories of my own. But I assumed that um y'all would just relegate some motherfuckers to red shirts and just be like, yeah, gone now. yeah. So that's what I was about to say. Red shirts. Me as a fucking Trekkie. So she <laughs> is used to having 50 11 motherfuckers was names like clock, 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 clock. What's wrong with wearing a red shirt? There's nothing wrong with wearing a red shirt. You don't go outside, Lorenzo. But the characters that she loves have characters' names like clock, talk, the Klingon. So, Martok, Martok, Worf, the Great Gowron. With. No further ado, let's go ahead and get to part three. Here's Lorenzo's part of this story. The lights flickered back on as we all stopped screaming and finally caught our breaths, Carl being the first one to give out an answer. Okay, guys, calm down. It's just a dead rat in the mousetrap here. Jim was quick to agree with him. Yeah, with all the budget cuts we've got going on here, I'm sure a mousetrap was the only way we could take care of our pest issues. I swear, that rat screamed like a banshee when it got caught, huh? Ava said, a little sadness in her tone, seeing that defenseless animal with no life left in him. Okay, everyone, I guess since we're already out of the office and down these hallways, we can keep investigating what actually made the noise because that was not how a rat screams, I urged them, still shaken up from everything that just unfolded. Ben laughs. Yeah, while well, y'all are on the main quest of that... I can go on my side quest of looking for a working surge protector. Okay, gang, let's split up then, Robert says jokingly. 
Before I even had a chance to explain how splitting up never works out, even jokingly, Ben runs away into the dark hallway, his voice echoing, Remember, we're Q&A, they have questions, we have the answers, while disappearing into the dark void of the halls. Ava screams at him, Ben, that's not even what Q&A stands for. Great, now we have two people missing, and the deadline's getting closer and closer, Robert said, noticeably annoyed that Ben took his idea seriously. Let's just fight through this storm and find a breaker box to get these lights back on. Okay, everyone, if we all go down the hall together, it's not so spooky, so let's take care of this quick. I've still got a lot of debugging to take care of, I tell them, now feeling less worried about the storm and more about my job. We all creep down the dark hallway, sticking to each other's back-to-back like a ten-armed organism, trying to get glimpses of what was in front of us with the help of the thunder and lightning flashes from outside. This building is so small in the daytime. Why does this hallway seem so long when the power's out? Ava says with a scared tone. We're all so close together we can feel her shaking out of fear. Geez, guys, if Phil saw us all huddled up together like this, he would want us to review the sexual harassment guidelines just to cover him's ass, Robert laughs while saying. Okay, guys, I'm just going to go at this like a video game and turn every doorknob we come across to see if it opens, Ava says confidently. Yeah, sure, Ava, and then we're going to get to a room with a shotgun that you try and take, Carl says with a smart tone. And then the ceiling will come down and you'll get flattened like a sandwich, Robert laughs. I laugh too, but not to be mean to Ava, just because I get the reference. We creep further and further down this endless void of darkness until we hear a loud thud and a scream a few yards down the same direction we're heading. Okay, guys, I know that definitely was not a rat, I assure them. Come on, guys, we can make it if we run together like a team, Jim yells, taking the lead for us. We now utilize the ten legs that all of us combined were and ran a full sprint down the hall. Guys, oh my gosh, guys, stop. I stepped in something gooey, Ava screams. We all stop, wondering what horrible massacre we may have stumbled into. The lightning flashes a few more times before a loud thunderstrike vibrates through the entire building. And as the lights come on, we were not prepared for what we saw. Phil? We all yell in unison. Lying on the floor was our supervisor, Phil, with two boxes of pizza thrown underneath us. It must have been what we stepped on, the lukewarm sauce and gooey cheese mimicking a freshly mutilated corpse. Well, shucks, guys. I thought pizza would be a great motivator to have us meet our deadline, but I guess that's off the table. Jim helps up our supervisor. Well, Phil, if this was some crazy team-building experiment to get us to, to work better together, I guess mission accomplished, huh? We all laugh at this realization. The deadline from our job did put a lot of pressure on us, and in a weird way, the stress of something illogical like a dark and stormy night helped distract us from real-world stresses and help us realign with working together as a team to accomplish our goals. Phil chuckles while scraping some of the smushed pizza off of his tie. Rats, I even made it all the way through the storm with the team-building pizzas I planned, but I tripped over something coming down this dark hallway. I go by Phil's feet to see what caused him to fall. I grab it off the floor and show it to everyone. It's, it's, uh, a surge protector. Where's Ben? We all say at once. The only clue to assist us is this lone electronic plug. 
I this have never what before. what it sounds like when a rat cries. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, yeah! dun, dun, dun. You know, we all have heard okay. rat cries before. I have before. to say, I love yeah. the use of, of Chekhov's surge protector. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. One of the things that I'm always most amused by and, 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 and amazed by, I'm going to say amazed, is what we carry over from segment to segment in storytellers. Mm-hmm. A so lot of times things get left behind. So, like, I'm pleased that you made sure that that fucking surge protector made it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lorenzo's paying attention, taking notes. And I wanted a moral to the story. Like you heard, oh, we, this was a team building experience. No, and it, it brought us all together. Like a full end of, end of the full house episode, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but this it was is a actually... waste of pizza. Uh, <laughs> this is actually the, the only time where I have found something where I'm just like, that is actually not a thing in the video game industry. What, um, protectors? No. Uh, he <laughs> said that Phil was wearing a tie. And I'm uh, like, what? No. Uh, <laughs> the video game industry is filled with nerds. We're all like, you exposed yourself, through. Lorenzo. I wanted, I wanted, and now <laughs> you're getting the meeting from HR. I wanted to, <laughs> yeah. This, okay, well, one, the meeting from HR work joke. Exposed. Oh my God, that was, that, that was very perfect. I've worked, uh, <laughs> always worked retail in, uh, in my, my entire life. And, it's always been ties, and I tried to keep it with the no. oh, here's the manager that's by the book with his sexual harassment guidelines, <laughs> and, oh, and also, <laughs> and also, I'm gonna bring pizza because that's oh, the yeah. way you motivate a team. Oh. <laughs> and then, Sorry. and then also, I wanted to keep the story, like I said, more grounded because mm-hmm. it could have gone really off oh, the rails that's fair. there. But then leave it open at the end to whatever route we could. Uh, potentially yeah no oh oh, i i I absolutely love it uh i'm just hi i'm just here checking for accuracy you know i'm it's quality assurance i'm assuring the quality okay okay bugs in my story yeah the only bug is the the pizza actually mia (laughs) as we learned q a clearly stands for questions and answers sparrow (laughs) being the last person in this wonderful list Mm -hmm. of uh storytellers what do you think about the story so far well, uh, so far, I mean, I guess I kind of see the thread going, but that's not where I ended it. Uh, nope. I was, I was <laughs> at this excited. point, I had heard them say quality assurance and I didn't, and bug testing, but I didn't know it was game design. Like clearly, <laughs> no! clearly like quality assurance can still be other stuff in like, it at least really from what I'm saying, it can be really other can. stuff. So I'm like, hey, they're in the tech industry. That's fine. Yeah. But he also, again. He was wearing a tie, so I was thinking probably a bank or something. Like I don't know. I I mean I had I work... video game references in there though. A few well, little. Look, listen, I work in <laughs> I work in IT, so we don't necessarily develop games, but everybody I know also loves games. So I'm like, yes, these are clearly geeks. So they're in some sort of tech development. Don't know what for sure. And I'm like, yes, I'm just rolling with it. It's so I didn't, I shifted focus from that because I didn't know. <laughs> uh, we lost our murder angle, guys. Uh, I mean, oh my God. did yeah. you though? <laughs> did you? I mean, we murdered the pizza. Come anywhere. Oh, the, mur- the pizza was murdered. Mm. Um, so it's true. This is the real tragedy is that someone stepped in pizza. I did. As I, I, learned my, as I learned from my pastor back in 1989, anyone can get murdered at any point in time. So... And then he went on with the sermon. 
And we all <laughs> sat there for a moment. I mean, but the, was that a warning or advice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, green what page is the si- what page hymnal are you on, Pastor? He's like, turn to page thirty-four. It's right there. Turn to chapter one hundred and eighty-seven. Uh, Sorry, that's the California Penal Code for murder. Why I know that? (laughs) If you don't know that and you live in California, you have not listened to enough music. Um, There's like rock groups and rap groups and super groups who have all named themselves 187 at one point or another. And there was Mm -hmm. also a horrible Samuel L. Jackson movie called 187. So there's that. Okay. Yeah. Should Sparrow. have put Samuel Jackson in this story somewhere then. Could have you thrown him in there. Have. Oh. You know what? I'm the sick tornado of this motherfucking pizza thing on my motherfucking shirt. I'm tired of these motherfucking bugs in this motherfucking build. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck are we in Oz? You told us, you told me that this was fucking fixed. Why is it not fixed? <laughs> Where is my search protectors? Yep. Where's my super suit? Where's my surge protector? Where's my surge protector? protector? Oh my god! I picked so. one technical thing, and I I'm so glad that Lorenzo carried on with it because I was like, <laughs> what do we need in a tornado? Beautiful. I was like, ah, I wanted that protectors. to be the MacGuffin, you know, like I'm really happy, like in Pulp Fiction with the gold uh thing they're staring at. The surge protector's the the high the main part that keeps okay. the story going. I love that actually. I mean, if if I I, I got to be honest with you. If my house is burning down, one of the things I'm going to make sure I take with me is a fucking surge protector. Like, oh my I, God. Have to, I have to no. be so sincere. The USB charging block for all of my fucking <laughs> iPads and phones and shit. The surge protector, video games, and my family. Okay, I was about to uh, ask, where's the family that. in that list? They're all old enough to get the fuck out on their own. Do I have to be responsible <laughs> for fair. everybody? Grab Murder your own search protectors. Grab your own search protectors. <laughs> protectors are easily replaceable. Take search your computer, walk, not the Mia. search protector. <laughs> let take- him live his life. If he wants a search protector, let him take a search protector. He's your protector from know. them searches. Look. We'll see who's there still when the zombie apocalypse happens and I'm killing zombies left and right with the blunt end of a surge protector. (laughs) Listen, it's okay. I'm already aware of the fact that I am very delicious and I won't survive for very long anyway. So it is what it is. (sighs) Plus, I'm going to kick one of your feet into the other so the zombies get you first. I learned that from Shane in The Walking Dead. It won't be particularly you, but it's going to be somebody. It could be. Somebody is going to be like, Derek, and I'm going to be like, yes, Bob. And they're going to be like, are you sprinkling salt on my neck? And I'm going to be like, no, kick to the back of the foot. And then they trip. And the <laughs> no, zombies will jump all you guys, Bob. All you guys uh, say is tainted meat. Tainted I love, meat. I love how, like, even as, like, a black person, you are making sure the meat is seasoned before you hop. Ho- <laughs> it is so fucking important. <laughs> it is not that fucking hard to season the back of Bob's neck. What you do... <laughs> is you lick the back of your hand and you slap his neck and then you act like you're just playing and then you sprinkle the salt on him and mm-hmm. then you kick him and he dies. And then the, the zombies are just like, oh, wow, this guy tastes better than usual. This, mm-hmm. man, I, I, I thought this was going to be al dente, but this is actually perfect. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, Sherry, hey, Sherry, get a bite of this thigh right here, man. This is great, don't we? <laughs> With no further ado, let's go ahead and get to Sparrow's part. Here's part four, the conclusion to the story brought to y'all by Sparrow. Where's Ben? Phil asks. B 
Before we can answer his question, we hear another scream, but this time it sounds much closer and unnervingly familiar. Ben! Ava cries out and runs off in the direction of Ben's scream. I look at Phil, whose previous confused expression quickly turns to fear. What was Ben doing? He asks. This time in his I am your supervisor and I need answers yesterday tone. He's side questing. Now come on, let's go, Jim says, and we all take off after him. At least that's what I thought until I realized Carl was missing. Lightning flashes again, and all I could think of is every horror film I had ever seen where one by one characters go missing. Before I could voice my panic, Carl caught up behind me, huffing and puffing. (sighs) Sighing with relief, I ask, What happened, Carl? Well, I couldn't just leave good pizzas on the floor. Don't want to make the pest problem worse, you know. He pants as we continue running. We make a turn and we can see Ava entering a room at the end of the hallway. Robert looks back at Carl. Wait, you ain't going to eat that, are you, Carl? We just stepped on it. It was protected by the box, he sheepishly retorts. Approaching the door, we can hear Ava calling out for Ben with no response. We enter what looks to be an empty open office area, but Ava is nowhere to be seen. Ava! Ben! We all call, but the room remains silent. Where could Ava have gone? Jim murmurs as he walks further into the room, passing a row of desks. It's the question we all wonder about, but not one we could easily answer. There look to be no doors leaving the room besides the one we entered from. The windows couldn't be propped open enough for anyone to fit through, and it's not like anyone would want to try with the way the rain continues to beat against it. Maybe she went in there, Robert tentatively asks as he points to the room's sole closet. It's not like she has any reason to hide under a desk or anything. True, Jim says, approaching the door. He reaches out to turn the handle when we all hear a loud crack behind us. I quickly turn to see, illuminated with another flash of lightning, someone approaching with a ghoulish face and armed with some sort of weapon. We all scream in terror as the figure swiftly approaches us. Without warning, we hear another loud bang behind us, and the figure suddenly recoils, falling backwards, loudly cursing. Jim and Phil leap forward to whatever had been approaching us. What's going on? Where's Ben? Ava shouts. We whip around and see the bang had been Ava leaping out of the closet and slamming the door wide open. What had scared them was more likely the shotgun she was now carrying. Why do you have a shotgun? Carl shouts, taking a big step away from Ava. I told you I was treating this like a video game, she smiles, and it looks like I really did find a shotgun. But don't worry, it doesn't seem real. (laughs) She points out the clear details to show us it's fake, but I notice Robert suddenly being very wary of the ceiling. Well, it looks real to me, a muffled voice says. Jim and Phil both managed to restrain the unknown person. With a closer look, I can now see that they are actually wearing a cheap Halloween mask and holding nothing more than a ruler. Let's unmask the Scooby-Doo villain and be done with it already, Carl says, still clutching the stomped pizza. Remember, we are all in Q&A. I think we all know the answer to this Q, I say as I remove the mask, revealing Ben's snickering face. 
Not cool, Ben, Ava shouts. Ben grins. It was very cool until you ruined the big moment. Why does this office building have a rubber shotgun anyway? Why did you try and scare us like that? Jim asks, letting go of Ben. Aw oh man, everyone has been so stressed out lately. I just wanted to blow off a little steam. Besides, I wanted to get even with the last prank Robert pulled on me, Ben said, tossing the mask aside. Phil's eyes narrowed. Ben, did you knock out the power just for a dumb prank? Nah, but I had set up some speakers around the place ahead of time. Luckily for me, I went with battery-powered speakers, otherwise the power outage would have killed my plan, Ben explains, pulling out his phone. He opens an app and presses a few buttons when we hear a familiar scream playing through a speaker. Pretty great, right? Phil pinches the bridge of his nose. Ben, don't you remember that we have an important deadline coming up? This isn't the time for pranks. Aw, oh, come on, it's just been a bit of fun, Ben jests. Well, this prank may have been to get back at Robert, but now I'll need to get even with you, Ava smirks, handing Ben the fake shotgun. Yeah, I was never one for pranks, but I have been impressed. I guess I'll need to get even with you too, Ben, Jim says before leaving the room. Robert approaches Ben, chuckling. Yeah, you got me good. Don't worry, I'll get you back, before following the others out. Carl sighs and begins eating the pizza as he follows suit. Between Ben, Phil, and I, we were able to get the power back on and clean up after Ben's prank. The storm eased up and everyone seemed to be in good spirits as they began developing their ideas for their pranks. Phil seemed torn about the whole thing since he was happy to see us bonding as a team, but also dreading what we were coming up with next. Lorenzo, before oh. I get to you, Sparrow. Lorenzo, did you mention that it was a tornado? <laughs> I said there was a storm. I don't you, remember if I mentioned it. Did you mention a tornado <laughs> anywhere, Lorenzo? I don't remember. <laughs> because, because, because what hit me was, and we all, you know, just went back to work. The storm just ended and everybody was fine. And we just walked back into the office. <laughs> it was fine, yeah. It was just fun in between storms. No tornadoes uh, here. I have to say, the Q&A thing made me laugh. <laughs> it's like a Steve Urkel episode. It just starts out wacky, and then it ends with them hugging. And You know, oh, there you go. you're absolutely right, because the storm went upstairs and was never seen again. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sparrow, what were you thinking when you came up with that segment? So, I had two thoughts. One, um, that this was just a pure horror thing, and that like there was something like, un- earthly thing attacking them um which i really felt like i didn't have enough time to do it justice to mm-hmm. like what i would have wanted to do so with my second option which was this was sounding like a scooby-doo episode so i was like let's <laughs> scooby-doo it up um you know i was like ah, oh, we got a nice moral here and you know the easy thing would be to start killing people but leave no explanation but i did see a thing saying there should be some semblance of like a resolution. Uh, yeah, I have a resolution that kind of makes sense. I was like, well, I can't really just survive random murder, at least not in the time I would want to. So I was like, you know, we'll make this Scooby-Doo. Let's just make Ben the, the prankster. Um, yeah. And I got, to, I got to come back with a shotgun. I wanted to try and pick up as many threads as I could. I was um, very jazzed about the inclusion of the shotgun because 
I did say in my segment that the storm was taking place in Austin, Texas. So well, there you go. <laughs> I did you want to point out the fact that Ben, nobody got a prank back on Ben because later on, HR played the biggest prank of all on Ben. Firing him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The fuck, Ben? Like, seriously, bro. I just want to point out the fact that y'all think that this is funny and it's all fun and games, but Carl shit himself just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I was expecting Ava to use that shotgun, not going to lie. Yeah, I was hoping so. Last time you make us do overtime, Phil. And then this is, well, (laughs) I'm glad it was a rubber shotgun. I, I don't, I'm such. I don't like leaving uh, loopholes or like unanswered questions, which I went way out of my way to say why lights and like sound effects were happening when the power was out. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, I was like, we need to explain something. And I'm like, well, it's a fake shotgun. I can't explain why they have a fake shotgun, but this is my justification (laughs) why there's a shotgun in this. I just appreciate the the fact that you heard this story and you're like, I got to resolve something. Okay. (laughs) Something is going to get resolved in this beautiful story. (laughs) The shotgun. I'm bringing the shotgun with me. Lorenzo, not my surge protectors. Not the surge protector. Not the fucking tornado. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know there was a tornado. Who cares about the tornado? It's fine. That's a side story. It was a a side quest. The tornado. (laughs) You know, fuck it. Fake news. They, they resolved the main conflict. I was just revol- resolving a side quest. Like, this I'm, is after the end game, and you're just like, yeah, what else is happening here? Sarah, I'm just glad that you didn't say something like, oh, I don't know. And they all went outside and played in the storm. <laughs> that's the that's what I was most afraid of. And they so, got whipped away. And then they I went did, to Oz. Then they went I to did Oz. at one point have an ending where they went outside to, like, just drive home. Oh, <laughs> um, sure. I felt like that was unnecessary <laughs> to add. They help. They help the Harlem Globetrotters uh, mm-hmm. win the championship. Oh, Batman another and Robin thing. Came in for an episode. episode. <laughs> another I like that, that Lorenzo really said that oh, he sorry. didn't want to do Scooby Doo, and then Sparrow straight up was like, oh, yeah. "Ah, yes, no, Scooby Doo, perfect." <laughs> yeah, you know uh, what we're doing today. Exactly what Lorenzo doesn't want to do. Fuck that guy. <laughs> let's go. I, I really love the, the first thing about was, the pizza. Let's split up oh, game. Sorry. Yeah. I, I just I really love the part about the pizza and he's just like it's been stepped on the box protected it because uh, contract contesters don't get paid a whole bunch and he's just like listen it is food and it is in front of me I'm going to eat it and I'm just like damn bro I've been there what are um, you talking about contract <laughs> protectors yesterday like what like, <laughs> what like you're not gonna finish that ice cream no dad it hit the ground no it didn't the rapper hit the ground and then you stepped on it. Watch this. That was me a few days ago. That's also why I'm on a diet. <laughs> I will eat what you won't eat just to prove that it's edible. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. why I'm on a diet. Oh, yeah. It just oh, felt yeah. like one person would care enough about the pizza. And so no, Carl, that. person yeah. number three, was dominated. <laughs> I, I, I believe that Carl would be the one who would follow behind everybody else after a party picking up their pizza crust and putting it into a separate box while humming out, I'm proud to be an American. I feel like that whole thing will play out back to back to back to back to back. So that is the story, ladies and gentlemen. Before we end off, I would like to ask each of you to tell us something about yourselves and something about your show. Lorenzo, because you're a dude, you're going to go last because, you know, ladies first. And Fox (laughs) and Sparrow, y'all are going to telepathically play paper, rock, scissors whilst you figure out 
whom is going to go first. Because Mia, before the before we began, you pretty much told us everything and everything about your uh job and how it brought it to here. Why don't you well, tell us I also about have what else a, you're doing? I was about to say. Okay. I uh I also have a Twitch channel. Uh, it is very cute. I have, uh, I work a 40 hour a week job, so I'm not as, as, you know, regular as I'd like, but I've got like a cute VTuber and she is a goblin queen. And if you go to Twitch, uh, slash TV, uh, switch twitch dot TV slash Mia, the goblin queen, that is M I A, uh, got the goblin queen. Uh, you can find me getting up to all kinds of weird goblin shit over there. Um, I'm sorry. My, my brain was like goblin these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out real quick that, um, as a, a human in his forties, I too know what it's like to not be regular. So, um, with that said, yeah, just give it a few years. You'll get there, too. No, honey, we're already there. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said, Fox, Sparrow, who wants it? So, we are Fox and Sparrow from the Tales from the Enchanted Forest podcast. Um, and we talk about fairy tales, folk tales, myths, and legends. We tend to pick one and then just do a complete deep dive on them. And sometimes we just find a topic we want to talk about and we talk about it for a few hours and then we only record the last 30 minutes or so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but our project really started off as us wanting to talk to each other more about things in a structured way during the lockdowns. And so from there, we have a podcast like everyone else. <laughs> I love how many people I've met who started podcasting due to COVID. Like, mm -hmm. I know that this may not be the most popular statement in the world, but you really have to think about how many things wouldn't be established right now in the world from personal small businesses, mm -hmm. hobbies, things of that nature, mm -hmm. if COVID didn't have us on lockdown for that while. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. I would not have my current job that I have because uh, I I'm working remotely. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think that I would have been scouted uh, if, you know, we had just been like, yep, this is an office. We're doing office related activities. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it just wouldn't be mm -hmm. a thing. So, um, yeah, I COVID has sucked, but I Definitely. do like the job opportunity it has uh, placed in front of me. So, mm -hmm. yeah, working from home cannot be trumped. Like, that's literally number one on everybody's list now. It's so fetch. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the only problem is that you never really leave your house. Um, and mm -hmm. so you go a little bit stir crazy. Did you um, say that was a problem? <laughs> Sir, I am already like black and Cuban. I have enough crazy for everybody. Uh, I just need to leave the house more often. And that's why I'm actually in a musical right now. Yes, um, you are. Yeah. I so if you're in the, the Pacific Northwest, the PN dub, as they call it, <laughs> what's the play? Where is it at? Uh, it is uh, Little Women. It will. Uh, it is happening. Um, ah, shit. I do. The moment I don't have the fucking ticket page up. We reference the goddamn tickets. Jesus Christ. Um, but it's it's Little Women. It will be uh, taking place in uh, the first couple of uh, weekends of December. Uh, it will be taking place at uh, the Theater of Puget Sound, uh, Theater 4 specifically. And uh, hope to see you there. Uh, 
Our, our little musical group is called the Viva Vocalists. And uh, we are putting on a musical. It's pretty great. My my boyfriend is the romantic lead. Okay. Lorenzo, tell us something about your show. Tell us something about yourself. The floor is yours. Mm. Yeah. Um, my name's Lorenzo. I go by the Funky Eskimo. I release a daily podcast called That's All Funny where I just talk about awkward stories from my own life or just I have angry rants about current events. So that's all funny anywhere you find your podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank each and every one of y'all for checking out Storytellers. Um, the Twitter information for each of these illustrious storytellers will be included in the show notes, uh, as well as in the uh, mention for, you know, the they'll be in the mentions when the actual thing is put on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you can follow me one of two ways. One is at Wretched and Ratchet. That's the email address. Wretched and Ratchet gmail.com is my email address. You can follow me at Ratchet Book Club. You can follow the show at Story Tailspin. That's just like the Disney cartoon. OEO. Um, you can also... Uh, Email me at storytellerspod at gmail.com. And the voicemail, if you're interested, is 916-633-1537. Um, you can leave a review on Podchaser. You can copy and paste that in Apple Podcasts. And you can copy and paste that into um, Good Pods. Yeah, that's what they're called. And they're wonderful. <laughs> and you should love them as much as I do because they help out the independent podcaster. I did not forget their name on purpose. That is what you call a glitch. I'm glad Q&A <laughs> caught it. That's a bug. Um, you can also donate to the show at <laughs> patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. You can leave a tip in the tip jar. I think I did all that right. I always mess it up in different ways. It never stops being amusing. Bottom line <laughs> is, thank you so much for joining me. I greatly do appreciate it. Uh, Sparrow, Fox, Mia, Lorenzo, thank you so much for joining me. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all have an amazing day. I'll thank you. Thank you. Too. Thank Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Peace.
The theme music for Storytellers was provided by Revolution Void, and it's called Someone Else's Memories. You can find it at the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my dad, and you said.